It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. I've had two adults who have literally been examples of what it means to be in the moment and to listen and hear and understand a little person's big feelings. And now here's the stars of our show. My mum and dad. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson. I'm here with Kylie, my wife, mum to our six kids. We are the Happy Families podcast team. Uh, and, and Kylie, did you know that we're coming up to 23 years of marriage? It's pretty awesome, hey. Did you know that or uh, am I reminding of you? Of course I knew that. Why are you asking me if I knew that? <laughs> Uh, so uh, we, uh, we Did you know that? Uh, you, if you looked at the calendar? I just said it. Uh, if you're wondering, by the way, why Kylie and I sound like we're in different places and you haven't been listening to the podcast lately, it's because we are in different places. Uh, I am heading up to the coast shortly, but uh, Monday through uh, well, through the week, basically, I'm in Brisbane getting ready to sell our house. Kylie is on the coast with the kids because we're making a move. Uh, this, is, this is the end of our fourth week living like this. And I have to be honest, I'm not holding up so well. Because you're getting all the good stuff. You're with the kids. You're near the I'm beach. I'm getting all the good stuff. Did you just hear that? I'm getting all the good stuff. I'm with the kids. And Well, yeah, they're great. And and <laughs> <laughs> and you're near the beach, which means that, I mean, you're, you're winning there as well. Uh, meanwhile, I'm in the office and working all week. Uh, but I'm not going to complain because we're, we're, we're really excited about what's happening in our lives. But I'm looking forward to seeing you so that we can spend the weekend together on the coast again. For those of you who are new to the podcast, over the last couple of weeks, we've had a, a huge influx of new listeners. And I mean huge. We're talking tens of thousands of people in the last couple of weeks have joined the podcast. We're getting uh, record numbers of listeners, which has been an absolute delight and privilege. Thank you for sharing your life with us and allowing us to share this little bit of time with you. Every Friday, we do a segment called I'll do better tomorrow. The idea is that we review the week that was. We pull one or two learning moments from the week so that we can be better parents tomorrow or next week. It's a reflection. It's about setting intention. And uh, Kylie, I think that you should go first. Oh, but before you do, there's something that came up on Facebook the other day as a, this happened a few years ago, one of those on this days. Can you just share what came out of your on this day on Facebook? I can't believe you're asking me to share this. <laughs> okay. So, well, before you do, let's just highlight this is not something that you would normally do, and 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 it's not it's not necessarily in your character, but you, <laughs> but you did it and you shared it on Facebook. So let's let's hear I the didn't story. Share it on Facebook. You shared it on Facebook. <laughs> it, it was your memory. All right. That came up in my thread. Oh, so I because I, because you're telling me the story. I I haven't seen it, but I do remember sharing it back in like 2013. You've grown since then. It was eight years ago. I was at the gym one day and there was a woman there and I (laughs) this is not going to reflect well on you (laughs) say it just say it because it's so funny her nipples were so they they were just there and I could not I could not prominent I think the word is prominent yes I could not avert my eyes and I may have come home and mentioned it to you unbeknownst to me at the time our seven-year-old had walked into the room and she overheard me say that this woman must have had nipple implants. <laughs> Which I didn't even know were a thing. Well, I don't know if they're a thing either, but they were just, I've never seen anything like them. Right. And anyway, our seven-year-old turned to us and she said, what do you mean that lady had a nipple in her pants? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, so in fairness to you, like I said, you normally wouldn't say something like that, but uh, what a great story. I'm so glad that you shared that. So uh, lesson number one, the take-home message for our I'll Do Better Tomorrow already today is just 
watch what you say, especially around the kids. Uh, and no, the lady did not have a nipple in her pants. Okay. <sighs> Thank you for putting yourself in there, Kylie. Uh, for anyone who's offended by that, we're, we're so sorry. But life can be like that every now and again, and, and there was no offence met. Uh, Kylie, um, what was your real I'll do better tomorrow for this week? We've had a week of first this week as the kids have started a new school alongside a whole heap of families um, with children going back to school, a lot of them going back to face-to-face for the first time in a long time. And there's been some really beautiful moments um, that we've experienced along with the heart. Um, And on day one, I had a little seven-year-old who really, really just did not want to go to school. And she was really clingy and holding on to me so tight. We got down to her classroom and there was no way that she was going to let me go. And her teacher came out and she crouched down to her level and she had a chat with her, but Emily wouldn't even look her in the eye. She was really just so shy and so scared. And what I loved was just this acknowledgement from her teacher that Emily was allowed to hold on to her for as long as she needed to, all day, if, that, if, if that's what made Emily feel happy, that she could have the teacher all to herself for as long as she needed her. And then that still didn't make any difference for Emily, but then she said, and you know what? I'm going to show you where the toilet is. Can I tell you when she said that? Emily, that was the first time Emily acknowledged her and she actually laughed out loud. And then she said, and I'll also show you where the playground is because I'm sure you've been worried about where those things are. And that, literally that one thing, just acknowledging her fears and her worries around something as simple as where the toilets were and where the playground was, was enough for Emily to come out from behind me and actually look her teacher in the eye and listen a little bit more intently. And then by the end of that conversation, she happily went off into the classroom yeah, I love that story on every level. I mean, we've got a teacher who is responsive. We've got a teacher who is patient and in the moment with a child who's feeling nervous because it's her first day of grade uh, grade two in Emily's case in a brand new school, brand new environment, brand new people, and she just knows what she might be afraid of, offers her presence for the whole day and says, I'll show you where these things are and instant reduction of anxiety. I'd like to say that day two went smoothly after that beautiful start. I picked her up in the afternoon. She had a wonderful afternoon. Day two, she would not let me go for anything. We even had tears. She just did not want to be at school. And again, the school just came to the party with helping her to find her brave. And it took a lot longer on day two for her to do it, but she finally did. And I was able to leave with a kiss and a smile and a hug and I'll see you this afternoon, mum. And it just made such a difference to my heart as much as my little seven-year-old's heart to know that there are people who are willing to just allow her to be to experience what she's experienced and to be able to move through it in a time that feels comfortable to her instead of being rushed through that process. I think every parent is wishing for teachers like that and every teacher is nodding their head and going, well done, well done to the teacher who did that. Uh, thank you for sharing that. So the take-home message is really about, it's about being present, right? It's about listening and well, understanding. Parent is exactly right. Our, our children have big emotions at different times. And in in both cases, I've had two adults who, who have literally been examples of what it means to be in the moment and to 
to listen and hear and understand a little person's big feelings. And I just, it was such a wonderful reminder to me of how I want to parent, but sometimes fall short. Mm. I'm so glad you shared that. Up next, we're going to find out what the science of colonoscopies can teach us about how we can do better tomorrow. No, I did not have a con- – I didn't. And if I was having one, I wouldn't be telling you about it on the podcast anyway. But I did have an experience that reminded me of a, an experiment that was done years and years ag- and years ago that can help our families flourish. It's the Happy Families Podcast. Are screens creating tension at home? Tweens, Teens and Screens is a webinar to guide families to healthy, safe, super screen solutions. Buy it today at happyfamilies.com.au slash shop. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. And today we're sharing our reflections of another week apart. Okay, so on Monday, as you mentioned, it was first day for Queensland kids going back to school after a delayed start of two weeks with the government really pushing to get five to 12 year olds vaccinated uh, with the Omicron variant raging across the country and causing continued disruptions to our lives. Uh, Because I stayed on the coast overnight on Sunday so I could have the extra night with you guys and be with you. I mean, the whole idea was I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay with you for the extra morning, even though I've got all sorts of things that are pressing in the office because it's the kids' first day of school and I've got to be awesome for them. And I want to be there and I want to be the dad who's involved in their lives and and get all of this right. And Kylie, you know, you know, because you were there, it didn't go quite the way it was supposed to. In fact, it ended kind of horribly. For the most part, it went fantastic. And it was wonderful having you there. And the kids were grateful to have both of us there. Yeah, until. So so and here, here's the thing, just to highlight, we recorded the podcast very, very early. Then we took the family down to the beach for a swim. It was raining and it was wet, but this is why we've moved to the coast so that we can get to the get to the water more and have those mornings together. And after we had a swim in the waves and got dumped by the the ocean and we got sand in our undies and all that sort of stuff, uh, we went back to uh, the the unit that we're staying in and we had this perfect morning. I made egg and lettuce sandwiches for the kids. I was present. I gave them hugs. I helped you wherever I could. And the morning went really, really smoothly until around about 10 minutes before we had to leave. Uh, One of the kids didn't want to go to school. No prizes for guessing who. It was Emily, the seven-year-old. She didn't want to be there. And uh, she decided to go and talk to one of the neighbours in one of the neighbouring units because we're obviously not in our own home yet. And, um, And so I went and got her. And she didn't want to leave the neighbours. And I said, well, you need to because I've got to get going and we've got to pack this up and get the show on the road. It's first day of school. And she resisted. And I know that force creates resistance, but sometimes as the parent, you've just got to say, well, whether you want to or not, it's time. We've got to go. And I wasn't patient. Instead, I kind of stood behind her and I just started walking and my momentum meant that she was in front of me and she had to move, otherwise she was going to fall over. And so we just sort of walked and I was trying to do a funny walk and I was gently nudging her and trying to play with her and all it did was inflame her and it made things worse. And by the time I got her into our unit, uh, she was having a massive fit and then you were trying to deal with her and you were cranky at me for making her cranky, even though I can't make her cranky. She chooses to be cranky. We all just make our own choices. But you were cranky and she was cranky and then one of the other kids was really nervous about school and she was cranky and in the end I just said guys I've got an appointment I've got to get back to the office and you guys should have left already and I kind of left without really having proper hugs or kisses and without really being able to say goodbye you know that that beautiful experience that Fitzy had that we shared on on uh, Monday where he's got the note and he gives it to his little guy Houston and there's tears in the whole family and everyone's crying because there's so much love that's what our morning was supposed to be and Kylie it wasn't it was exactly the opposite it was drama Drama Plus, after two hours of perfection. And I got in the car and drove back to Brisbane. 
began the long drive and I sat there just so frustrated. And I know that everyone else is feeling the same thing. And it reminded me of some colonoscopy research. I know this is weird, but stay with me. So this is from a book called Authentic Happiness by Martin Seligman, one of the uh, one of the grandfathers of the modern positive psychology movement. And this is what he says in the book. I'm going to read it word for word. Daniel Kahneman, a distinguished professor of psychology at Princeton and the world's leading authority on uh, well-being, has made a career of demonstrating a whole lot of violations of what makes us happy. One technique he uses to test this theory is the colonoscopy in which a scope on a tube, now this is before they used to knock you out for colonoscopies, okay? So once upon a time, you just laid there and they stuck the tube up your bum. But anyway, this is, <laughs> so this is based on that sort of work, uh, where the scope of, on, on a tube is inserted uncomfortably into the rectum and moved up and down the bowels for what seems like an eternity, but is actually only a few minutes. In one of Kahneman's experiments, 682 patients were randomly assigned to either the usual colonoscopy or to a procedure in which one extra minute was added on at the end, but with the colonoscope not moving. A stationary colonoscope provides a less uncomfortable final minute than what went before, but it does add one extra minute of discomfort. The added minute means, of course, that this group gets more total pain than the routine group. Because their experience ends relatively well, however, their memory of the episode is much rosier and astonishingly, they are more willing to undergo the procedure again in comparison to the routine group. Now, I could keep on going, but I think that's enough. You get the idea? Endings matter. And the the huge lesson, I think, from our Monday morning and the ultimate, I'm going, to, I'm going to call it catastrophic. I mean, it probably, that's hyperbole. It wasn't that bad, but it still was horrible. The horrible ending that we had on Monday um, in terms of making it work uh, kind of ruined the whole morning, regardless of all the good stuff that happened before. So my I'll do better tomorrow is got to get the ending right. Even if it means being late for an appointment, even if it means other stuff happening that's not ideal, get the ending right and everyone gets to feel good. Regardless of how bad things have been, get the ending right things will feel good. Get the ending wrong, even if things have been great, ending wrong, everyone feels lousy. Well, you're forgetting, my honey, that mornings turn into evenings and we had a fantastic evening. Without me. The day, <laughs> the day ended on a high. Right. Well, I'm glad that your ending was positive, even if mine wasn't. Uh, I could make some terrible jokes right now about endings, but we're not going to do that. Uh, Mrs. Happy Families, the take-home message, number one, be careful what you say in front of the kids because they might think someone's got a nipple in their pants. Uh <laughs> Number two, be patient, be patient. I think you actually proved with your story that endings matter because you got it right and so did that teacher. And number three, just to hammer home the point, endings matter. Make sure you finish on a good note, which is what we're going to do right now. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, listening to the I'll Do Better Tomorrow version, February 10 of the Happy Families podcast, which is produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. And if you'd like more info about making your family happier, please visit us at happyfamilies.com.au or jump onto Facebook, Dr. Justin Coulson's Happy Families. Happy Families.